Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Sustainable 169. Welcome yourself. I'll take that. Come on, it's got 100 in front of it. Take that look off your face. You're the one who got all funny about saying 69. <laughs> Welcome yourself all to Stainer Babble. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we? Yes. About people and the planet and why. And why all, despite it all being a bit much sometimes, it's still important to have a chuckle and a think. Yes? Correct. And, oh, I'm asking you this, I don't know. <laughs> what are we going to be having a chuckle and a think about this week? You. You're unbelievable. Me? Well... Yeah, I mean, not just a kind of straightforward character assassination, but more interestingly, we're going to be talking about some big changes that you've made. <laughs> not like... Oh. I mean, no. we can talk about that as well. Not on that. If you want. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to be talking about the fact that you have decided to stop. Stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Jack it in. Yeah. And uh, not because you've got something else to go and do. No, but because <laughs> or any idea what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that, and that's pretty. That's pretty mega. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah, um, we will talk about that. So we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Well, I do. Yeah, I don't. No, blimey. No, who so, do you work for? Earth. Me. <laughs> no we'll come to that. Yeah, I don't know. Are you a citizen of nowhere? Tell you what, I am. I'll. I'm not someone who has to sit under a disclaimer anymore. Do your own disclaimer. Right. So I do work for an environmental charity. Uh, so if you've got any problems with anything I say, um, or I suppose by association, anything Dave says, uh, don't take it up with my bosses. Take it up directly with me. And there is a higher than usual chance I'm going to get you in trouble on this episode. Yeah. And can I stress at this point that this is very much, uh, although the two of us do this podcast together, it is not what I would call a joint venture. Uh, Dave has his views, which I listen to and respect, don't always agree with. Uh, and I have my own very professional, very in line with um, my own employer's views. I've already had an enjoyable 30 seconds when I was out of the room renaming the folders on his laptop to be the names of controversial figures from history. So yeah, I mean, apart from that being the sort of thing that you do when you're 14, <laughs> uh, the figure from history in question was an interesting choice. <laughs> On with it. Decide if it is good or not. Now, this is a section usually concerned with, I don't know, infrastructure projects yeah. that might be green or might not. Yeah. Companies sounding like they're turning over a new leaf, but probably aren't. Yeah. Whether uh, or not, uh, hamsters whether hamsters are good or not. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, a very insignificant little creature being saved from extinction. Now, but this week, it's a bit different. This is a section concerned entirely with Dave. Dave cannot decide whether Dave is good or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, I mean, to be momentarily serious, the reason we're doing this is yes. because as of now, yes. you don't work for the place what you worked for. And more importantly, you've decided to just stop. 
you've decided that's it, you need a break. Is that is that what you've decided? What's happened? Yeah. Stop me if I get all sincere. I've took my glasses off. Yeah, I know that's 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 yeah. That's I'm going to make a. Can I make a point? This is me making point my point with. The, I don't mind you being sincere. I'm, I'm not going to stop you if you. No, I know, but because people, this don't, is, listen this to the, people don't listen to Battle for sincerity, do they? I suppose you know. Back in episode sixty-five, we talked about babies when you'd had baby Ol, and you were sincere about that. In episode ninety-two, we talked about your massive freak acts. All the insects were dead, and we were sincere about that. So maybe I should just have a minute or two and tell you what's gone on in my little head. How about that? I think so. And yeah, let's just. If you're not into this sort of stuff, then. Bugger off. (laughs) Go and listen to something else. But yeah, unashamedly, I think this episode should be about you and your feelings. Strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. Strong men also cry. (laughs) Strong men. We're off to a good start. (laughs) Right, I've got chocolate in my mouth. (laughs) Yes. Here's a thing I can say now I no longer work for the environmental charity I used to work for. You know who it was was stealing all the chocolate all that time? Borrowing. <laughs> it was all. Um, yes. Look, it was always after six o'clock. Well, so, I mean, that stuff would only go off, wouldn't it? That's I didn't true. profit. Um, well, I've been at this game a long time. I've been working for environmental charities, various descriptions, without any sort of break. That, as in, I would stop one job if I stopped it and start the next one, you know, the next day or next week, without any sort of break for oh, 16 years now, almost exactly. Just quite a long time, which is older than some people <coughs> listening to this podcast have been alive. Yeah. Um, yes. yes. yes <laughs> Terrifying though that is. And I'd started to get to the point when I was like, I don't know if what I'm doing is any good. I don't know if what I'm doing is making any... I'm going to resist the, the, yeah, let me, the temptation let me be, to just interrupt you and disagree with you. Let, but... me, be, let me be sincere yeah, and, then, and, then, and then say all the stuff that everyone says, which doesn't help. Okay, so try, <laughs> try that. <laughs> I just got to the point where I thought, I've got to stop. I've got to stop that, right? And at one level, it was a bit of self-preservation because there's some people, what I know, what have been at this for a long time, that have properly lost their shit. Like they have burned out. And they have had to stop because the scale of the environmental challenge is so big and they feel so small. And you just get to a point of going, I can't give anymore. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't, can't keep on writing documents or standing up and saying things. And they haven't stopped when they should have stopped. And some people that I love very much have gone far too far at the other side. I didn't want that to happen to me because I don't intend to stop, stop stop like this is still the sort of thing i want to do i think but if you get to the point when you're like i just feel more anxious about this than anything else i think it's time to have a stop i I accept that you've seen people who should have stopped earlier than they did yeah and that went wrong for them so you would really worry you could see yourself becoming yeah uh, getting to the point where like proper breakdown yeah. Is inevitable. Well, you remember, I, I, I think it's episode 120 something, can't remember. 26, I'm going to say. When we were looking at, we did a big episode about the IPCC, International Panel on Climate Changes, big report about 1.5 degrees. Remember that? Yeah. Which basically was, it was like the science has been getting increasingly shrill on climate change for a long, 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 long time. And this was the world scientists coming out and going, shit, look, <laughs> look at this graph. Look at this one. <laughs> Look what happens when you put that one on that one. Sh- 
shit. Yeah. Do something now. And we talked about it. And I said then, like, it, le- it started to make me feel really kind of cold in a way that I was sort of becoming detached from it. And I think that was around about the time that I thought, oh, that's not right. Like, I shouldn't be feeling kind of cold about this. I should be... Uh, I should be really, at the very least, it should give me new fire in my loins. Because my job is to broadly do something about it. So that's what I was thinking. And that became a source of significant anxiety. Combined with... You were anxious about the fact that you were going a bit sort of numb to it all? Yeah. Okay. Combined with the stuff I was genuinely anxious about, like more of the sort of closer to home stuff, like, you know, populism and fake news and all that kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And this kind of two, a sense of two things at once, which is on the one hand, like, stuff is so bad that I can't get my head around it. And at the other time going, well, but that therefore means what? What does it mean? It means I need to stop is what it means. And just getting in a sort of cycle of anxiety about it, when you then start going, well, I don't know if I can do anything useful here or not, because I don't, I don't know what my job is anymore. Sit at a desk, send some emails, bang on on a podcast. Tweet. Tweet. You're quite and good. all of that shit. You're quite, you're quite good at tweeting. Oh, People. what's good at tweeting mean? Sam Loeb from episode 166, he's good at tweeting. He does it properly. Yeah, it was He's got 30,000 followers. I've got 30,000 followers. He's five times better than me. He walked in there, Rose. I am a fish. 400 times with a funny little dance and fainted. That's a total lie. I mean, yeah, no one really knows whether they're making an impact or not. But isn't, I mean, the way I've consoled myself about some of that stuff, and I've not, I don't think I've experienced what you're describing at all. So I'm not going to try and like pretend I to emphasize. I don't know. Don't, don't do yourself down. Because it was like you, far earlier than me, back in episode 92, you were voicing this stuff. And you were, you it were, was, it was, yeah. You, you were kind of going like, this is actually, can we be serious for a second? This is really bad. Yeah, all the way yeah, down there. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, what I was describing there was for the first time in my life, like anxiety, like proper. Was that around about the time you were staying up all night because you were all anxious about the insects dying, and then because you were staying up all night, you were reading all of that stuff about how the robots are going to kill us all. Yeah, that was that was all of that at the same time, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, how are yeah. you with the whole robots going to kill us all thing now? Um, I think I'm just a bit more skilled at avoiding it <laughs> so i used to re- i used to read things got better I- cupboards now <laughs> yeah basically i need your clothes your boots and your motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> you learn like i went i had some therapy i don't know why we're suddenly talking about me but it's good. I, I, no, no, I'm, it's fine. <clears throat> I had some therapy which was kind of useful but you know it gives you some practical techniques to apply to stuff particularly stuff that you can't control mm. You're saying I should have gone therapy? No, I think therapy is wonderful. And I think in the UK, and and probably elsewhere, but in the UK we have a strange attitude to therapy, which is that we view it as something to be done only once things have gone wrong. Uh, And I think that's, having now experienced it, I was like, well, why didn't I do this ages ago? Like, it's a great, it's a great, you know, it's the, the idea of like, you must do this. You eat absolute crap. And then when you get ill, you're like, right, um, apples, green vegetables, carrot. Like, I, I need the rainbow of colours on my plate. And it's like, you, you know, you could do that the rest of the time and it would make you feel better. And How are you, how are you feeling at the moment? Though? 
Yeah, not brilliant. Not brilliant. <laughs> uh, but that chocolate. I do helped. take that approach with uh, bike maintenance, I must say. Like, I know I'm well, supposed exactly. to get my exactly. bike serviced all the time, but generally when something clanks and falls off, that'll be when I pay a large gentleman to patronise me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, mate, it used to be so thrilling. And I know this is just because I'm getting old and I know what you're going to say and we can talk about it. I know what this is. I know what it is. I know what it is. No one mentioned the words life, crisis and mid <laughs> at I, any point. Uh, I know what it is. It's a midlife crisis. But I think they get a bad press. I think they get a bad press. And here's what I mean by that, right? I'm in my 40s now. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. I'm not afraid to admit it. That's fine. Sorry, I was supposed to be astonished then, wasn't I? <laughs> you? Yeah. You don't look a day over oh, 21. Well, I know. I know. Uh, I think it's... I kind of don't trust anyone who doesn't get to that point of life and go, hang on a minute, what the hell's it all about? But give me half a chance and I can still misbehave One foot in the grave And I think we all go through this. You you come into these these kind of sectors and these these organizations convinced of your ability to like shake things up or or just change things like oh i'm here now i'm bright i'm full of energy i'm gonna like do some amazing stuff and it's going to be different to how it ever was before and you probably do have an impact in the early days because you're like when you're at entry level jobs and stuff cheap you're cheap (laughs) but also i mean my experience was that I was getting given the stuff to do that had already been decided and it was just go and do this, go and make this happen. And you had a lot of very immediate feedback. So it was like, you know, send things out to MPs or whatever. Not not those things. Not those things. (laughs) Not with that subject. Oh, God. That was, no, that was the test email. That was the, uh, does message recall work? No, that looks worse. But that sort of stuff, or run an event, or go and do a stunt, or, you know, and this is a very narrow experience of like a, an environmental campaigning world. But it was it was immediate. You could see what had happened yep. because of you that wasn't going to happen otherwise. And I think part of getting more senior and more expert, and you are un- undeniably expert in, in the stuff that you write about. I mean, it's your job to be, isn't it? So it, be it. You, it used to be your job. I'm not it? expert enough now. But, that's, but it's less... Is it less tangible? And is that is that really what's going on? That you just don't see uh, where all this effort and, as you say, diminishing time is going towards? I think it's those things and something else as well, which is... So I'm not sidestepping your question, but, but yes, both of those. Okay. But I think a bigger thing is I used to think it was a lot more simple than I think it is now. I used to think... Life in general, I think I used to think was a lot more simple than I think it is now. Uh, I used to think that there were good guys and there were bad guys. And there was... Uh, so Jeremy Corbyn and, <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah, I was, was slightly longer ago than that I'm talking about. <laughs> Michael um, Foote and everyone else. All that had to happen was you had to foment a revolution and it would uh, there'd be enough people who want the good thing to happen and that's not the bad thing happened. No climate change, happy kittens, save ugly fish, everything fine, right? And the longer I've been doing this for, the more I think it don't work like that. It doesn't work like that. For a start, like, people are not good or evil. Like, people are not one thing or the other. I'm sick to bloody death. And I think a large part of this is politics has done this to me. I am sick to bloody death, honestly, of there's us and there's them, of tribes, of good and evil, of right and wrong. And of the idea that, like, people who work for an oil company are by definition bastards. Maybe when we... (laughs) 
had that David Hone on back in episode 98. Who wasn't a bastard? He was an interesting man from Shell. And we were talking to him. And I was th- remember sitting there thinking like, oh, you're disappointingly unevil. This is, yeah. this is, this is annoying. <laughs> Say something worse. Say something worse. Look, here's a kitten. Here's a kitten. Crush it. Go crush, crush it with it. your hand it's in while you're looking at me. Crush it with your hand now. <laughs> and he wouldn't. I get it. I'm well tired of the act of always being right about something. That's what I'm well tired of. I'm well tired of the act of like, this is what I think and it is definitely right because I think it and I stand here and the people that are wrong are over there and if you do what I think, then we will win. That's exhausting. Tired of that. Need to stop. It's a sort of vicious circle, isn't it? Because all the while you've got the people on the other side doing it as well. And there's, yeah. that, there's that sense that if you stop doing it, then the bad lot will have an even easier ride and and will win. And so you've got to keep doing it. And I guess that comes back to another uh, a related question, which is about... I forgot my question. For God's sake. Okay, one last time. These are small but the ones out there are far away. <laughs> I am unusually conscious of being a wanker at the moment. Are you? Yes. Oh, first time for everything. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I am aware that, like, just like that Jonathan Wise when we had him in here, I'm aware that even being able to stop whatever you're doing is a bit of a privilege. I'm yeah, aware of that. Sure. Right? Of I guess it that. is, but... You know, I just, want to, I just want to put that out there. Okay. I know, I know that. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I don't want to be a wanker about it. And I also, it could very well be, you know, oh, I'm a white 41 year old man. Oh dear, poor me. Isn't my life awful? I get all that. I yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, fine. I'm not going to come at you, <laughs> obviously. No. Uh, for that. But yeah, okay. Important to say it. Um, but there is, yeah, there is that sense of a kind of vocation about what we're doing. Like, just keep on plugging on because we got it because it's the face. And you're essentially saying you've kind of lost your faith. Is that? Is that right? A nice way of thinking about it. That would be exactly what I did say in this prep document. Um, yes, I remember, as yeah. I was yes. muddling through that question, <laughs> I remember the thing you'd written. I think, I ser- yeah, I feel not like someone who's lost their faith exactly. Because that would imply that I no longer thought it was important to live on a planet that we can actually survive on, which I definitely still think. That is still a thing that I think. <laughs> but if you, if you sort of to take the analogy of something like a priesthood or something like that, there's something about the sort of wanting to get up every day and put on the dress that I think I might have got a little bit tired of. Yeah, okay. And wanting to twiddle that incense around and all of the performative elements of it because it doesn't sit right somehow anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you don't know what I mean. No, I, I do. Know. I do know what you mean. I do know. And there's an element of me not wanting to completely empathise because I'm a bit scared that that might lead to me feeling it as well. And I mean, I don't want the upshot of this to be <clears> that <throat> neither of us worked for environmental charities. Dear Mrs. Thought- Ol, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, following an episode of Sustainable, Ol has now quit his job and cannot provide 
any money for the upkeep of Baby Oil 1 and 2, or indeed the house in which we live. <laughs> Sorry about that. Would you mind working a bit harder and spending a bit less money while well, Ol strokes his hairless chin and thinks big thoughts? I mean, that's what I mean in a way about not being a wanker, right? Like, like you know, I am lucky enough to be able to do this. Don't have kids. I get that, right? Um, and I know a lot of people don't. And last, the genuinely the last thing, this is not the pu- purpose of this episode, is not to persuade you or indeed anyone listening to the babble at all to stop for a bit. Yeah. That is not what I want at all. But I did want to say a thing. I did want to say a thing, which is the other thing that I reckon gets a bad press, apart from midlife crises, all, is stopping for a bit. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain. Well, okay, so what are the scary things about it then? I think the scary things about it is realising that actually, what you know, whatever I do, I'm going to be anxious and scared about something, so I may as well have carried on doing what I was doing. I think there's that. Like, what, you know, prove myself to be a silly old sod, sitting in a field for a bit, meditating. I'm going to do some meditating, by the way. That yeah. is a thing that's happening. Good. I'm genuinely going to sit in a field and meditate for a bit. It's going oh, to make, be great. Make for a great episode. Yeah, well, yeah, that live from a field in the Highlands uh, is Dave. Not saying much. <laughs> uh, I think, I suppose the, the greatest fear about it is like, I don't think this... What if it doesn't give me any sort of clarity at all? What if it just makes uh, me go... Yeah. What if it just makes me go, I had a job there, paid the bills, now I don't. And also, because I've done a podcast talking about how I was out, no one wants to give me a job anymore. And instead I've got to go... But that lack of clarity, that 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 could be scary because it's always the case that you tell yourself, oh, if I can just have oh. like a week... Of like no distractions. To, I'll, I'll work out what I want to do with my career, with my life, with my relationships. Like that. If I if, worked if out only I now. had that time, I could work these things out. I know. And, it, and you're going to get that time. Yeah. And I'm going to work out sod all. I'm going to work out exactly where you can put a letter Q on a words with friends board. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that's that's the biggest fear of it. Is I, I, I can't, I'm trying not to, but I'm building up this kind of, right, my mind is free of clutter. I'm going to come off Twitter. I'm going to remove all apps from my phone. I'm going to get rid of my phone. I'm going to chuck my phone into the canal. We're not going to do babble for a bit, which we're not. We're going to stop doing the babble for a couple of months while I get my head around this. And I think what I imagine happening is like so the, some moment of clarity arising in which i go yes that's it that's it i need to be a reasonably well-paid environmental campaigner <laughs> and then i'll go back and i'll uh, and people will go what are you doing applying for this job i thought you just quit that one because you don't want to do it no more uh and so i think there's is that like i'm scared of, the, of, of it all just being a silly old sod having a fart and a trance right basically <laughs> what i think um but i do i don't think that farts and trance and there's ice, all so. sorts of economic literature which says that if you give us an episode of free economics about it, it's recommended it, called quitting uh, it's a good few years ago now and they talked about you know then come back to the babble after you've listened to free economics and they talked about how if if people aren't sure about what to do in their life and um, one of the options available is to quit 
and you have a bunch of people who quit a thing and a bunch of people who stick with the thing, a few years' time, irrespective of how their respective lives turned out, the people who quit, who took an active decision to go, I wasn't happy, so I quit, they are always self-report as being happier, always. Mm. Which only shows you how weird the human brain is, but it tells you there's something in that act of going... Well, it's agency, isn't it? It's agency, yeah. taking control over something. Yeah. And at least I'm going to try this. If it doesn't work, then I'll know, you know. But if not, I'd have fannied on for ages feeling awful, and then, you know, who knows what would have happened. Now you, uh, in the course of sort of thinking about this, you told me, you told me when you were going. Yes, actually, you didn't tell me when you were going to quit your job. You'd have been banging on for a while about, <laughs> I, oh, I'm just going to quit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yes. And I, then I remember you saying something like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were joking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's always, he's always having these little, you know, phases. It's like a, yeah, it's my, like my a mother's reaction was exactly the same. It's, like, it's all right. It'll come out the other side. It'll yeah. be something else next week. Yeah. And it's like, got this text. It's like, yeah, I've just I've just quit my job. Have you? <laughs> That's very brave, Minister. Yes. Um, so that was a couple of months ago. And I would like to point out that, yeah, this wasn't something I've done in between episodes of Sustainable. <laughs> no. I haven't quit since we talked to Guy. Like, you know. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. yeah. No, this was this. You quit before Christmas, right? Yes. But in the time since, you've clearly been reading a lot of stuff and thinking about things. But a theme of the things you've sent me is this idea of accepting that things are buggered. Yeah. And stopping kind of telling yourself the story that we all tell ourselves when we come to work in these sorts of jobs that we can if we're just a bit richer and more focused i mean as a as a movement better resourced and more focused and politically more savvy better we have flip more people around we just we, had more post-it notes if we just do this stuff a bit better and a bit yes. bigger we can turn the tide and part of part of it all is going we can't well Hang on. I'm, uh, no, no, no. Very important. That's not what I think. Okay, but a theme, a theme of what you've, you've said is people who have gone, we need to accept that like this stuff is coming and it's going to be bad. There are degrees. I don't think anyone says that, you know, our destiny is absolutely written and there's nothing we can do about it. But I think there are very few serious people who would disagree with the idea that it's, it's going to get worse. Like we've set off processes that can't be unset. And a lot of this is part and parcel of industrialized societies. Like however you power that industry, we want more and more and more and bigger and faster. And that stuff is, it is impossible to disconnect that stuff with ecological nausing. And accepting that, is key to being in a position to go, well, in that case, I stop. And I'm okay with going and doing smaller things that are more immediate and are more about my own surroundings and my own communities, my own people, my own body, my own head. Literally, you know, the things I see and touch around me. And that's okay. An important, like, I agree with all that, but I do want to be clear about something, not least because this isn't what I want 
babble listeners to think. It is not that I think everything is buggered and we should all give up. That is definitely not what I think, right? I still fundamentally retain an optimism, which is that change is non-linear. You know, we can have really quick responses as a society to stuff that actually I think we all know is wrong. And, that uh, you know, as we were saying a while ago, and there's a wonderful quote that I heard, you know, that climate change is actually, in order to fix something like climate change, it's actually a beautiful human story of a kind of new set of values, which I think is a really exciting thing to be around, right? That's, so this is all what I think. It's not that I have given up on the idea of saving beautiful Earth or anything. It's just that sense that my immediate day-to-day connection to that optimism has gone away. And I need to find it again, right? And uh, there's a guy called Paul Kingsnorth, who you must know. Um, I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Mountain is his project. Yeah, and he's a controversial figure, really, because he, uh, environmental activist, long in the tooth, and what, about 10 years ago now, he properly stopped like he got off grid he went and he took up scything and he wrote you know just wrote loads of stuff about what he called dark ecology and the idea of a kind of proper retreat into something approaching a kind of wilderness state almost I guess he's not living in a cave or anything like that but just basically talking about like what has gone wrong is that Everything is, the bigness is the problem, the bigness of life, the bigness of modern society, the bigness of the problems that we're all dealing with. Um, And he was basically saying, I refuse to accept, I refuse to be part of that bigness. He says, I refuse to tighten the ratchet further. And action, when you're part of a system that big, is not always more effective than inaction. And he talks about withdrawing to just examine your worldview and the cosmology and what it is you think and why you think it. And actually, he says it's an ancient and practical spiritual tradition. Just sit quietly for a bit and feel your way through this shit a bit. And when all day you're writing about terrible ecocide, terrible ecosystem collapse, big economic system and the bloody Tories, when you're doing that all day... It could be really hard just to listen to that little voice that's going, this is the thing you really care about. I need to find that voice again. And that voice, you know, like you asked me, am I going to have a garden? No. Like I've not suddenly jumped up several lung- rungs on the London property ladder and have a garden. But I do want to just like have a different rhythm to the day when the rhythm of the day is about being alive for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Important thing we have not said that we need to be clear about, Paul. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. Still. <laughs> Hello. I mean, whether anyone else is at this point well, is hard to say. Hey, listen, well, thank you if you have stuck through it. I'd like to think that if you have stuck through it, it's because of all of the years of babbling what we have given you. And I'm afraid to announce live on air, Hull, that this is the last sustainable for a bit. Very good. A couple of months. Very good. So while I'm off twiddling with me wasp names and finding myself and climbing trees and singing kumbaya at some goats we're not going to babble but it's just because like firstly we haven't got anywhere to record it <laughs> and secondly just need you know the break extends to this but i solemnly swear to you all that i will be back for babbling really soon the babble is still here i can't wait to see what you look like you're going to be long head well 
you're going to be wearing flares you're going to be saying things like it's very important that we all find our inner child <laughs> <laughs> my inner child was crying all. I mean Babel might have a fairly swift conclusion if you start <laughs> saying that sort of stuff. Yeah, so just want to say Babel is one of the best things about it because Babel is a medium through which I think we have both become quite good at going, you know what, what do we actually think about stuff? It's mm. great. I don't intend to stop that. The only way I would do would be if I, I fall down a mine shaft or something, in which case... Don't do that. That'd be quite ironic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mine, was it? Yeah, he had it, he had it coming. <laughs> Well, look, we are at the end yeah. of Babel ah, for, for a bit. Yes. Uh, and we're at the end of this conversation and you're at the end of a chapter in your life. And uh, well, good on you for babbling about it. Thanks, mate. Good on you for thinking about this all shit our audience. and <laughs> confronting it and acting on it. If this is your first episode of Sustainable Babel, all the other ones are fun. Yeah. Except for the ones where we talk about insect death, uh, global heat apocalypse, and all the death of all the animals. Yeah. Go and listen to the hedgehogs one. That was that was fun. 120. Um, it's so weird. Uh, but no, good on you. Good on you. Like, respect. I'm not, I'm not going to say you're brave because you're not brave because, you know. It's just a thing. I think just, maybe the fact, this is the thing I didn't say earlier. We like, maybe actually it's not that brave and we just sort of, we become so, so locked into working all the time that we see anyone who decides to just stop for a bit as being brave. Yeah, but you know it's cool. It's cool that you're doing it. Uh, it's good that you talked about it, and I hope that stopping, like, I don't know, reveals some things to you that were not clear before, or just makes you feel. No, what I really hope is that it just makes you feel a bit better. Yeah, that's it. That's that's all. My 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 hope for Dave is that you feel a bit better. What I love about this, right? I love that the some people will in the future listen to this episode immediately followed by what whatever episode it is we do next right <laughs> which to me stretches out ahead of me like a crevasse of uncertainty right and to them it's going to sound like yeah dave had this thing for a while when he was like he thought it was all over but he just he, he was back then, to his grovelly snivelly self <laughs> then he ran out of money uh, no look thank you very much Hol. thank you very much for listening to me twatting on about this <laughs> uh, i do appreciate it we'll see what happens old bean but uh babble babble is for keeps Right, well, that is just about it for Dave's career. And, um, you know, if you want to keep in touch with Dave, you'll be able to find him in a field with a guitar and some tie-dye. Must have become a meal. It would be so funny. It would be so funny if you if you properly... Like, I wouldn't take the piss to your face, but... <laughs> Next episode of Babel, <laughs> Finding Dave, <laughs> in which all travels around the fields of Lower Scotland with a microphone... <laughs> It's going to be, right, there's only four places I need to look for Dave. Totnes. Uh, <laughs> what are the other? Brentford. <laughs> Brentford, yeah. <laughs> Hebden Bridge. All of them places. Look, uh, 
uh, and what was I saying? This is about it for this episode of Babble. It's about it, as we said earlier, for a couple of months. Uh, we're going to have a break. We will be back. We will tell you when we're back. Uh, but make sure you tell everyone if you hear it, because sometimes the downloads don't work. In the meantime, all there is to say is thank you very, very much to Dickie Moore for all the lovely music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Thank you to Arthur Stovall for the logo, what adorns our T-shirts and nothing else. Well, you know, website and stuff. But the T-shirts are the only things you can buy, and you can buy them if you go to our website, which is fish. Thank you, Dave, for talking about this shit and yeah, talking about it. You're welcome. In you're nice, welcome. you're welcome. Wait, I'd like to say a thank you as well. Ol. I'd like to say a thank you to the New Economics Foundation. Oh I've yeah, that that is an organisation in London. What I have worked for for four years, and they've been very nice, and they've given us a lot of support with this podcast. Uh, and it's they these, have, the, they these have. are very much our own views nothing to do with the New Economics Foundation but I do owe them a massive thanks for letting us frankly record in their office every week and they don't know quite what we're going to do next we have some lines in the fire regarding that yes if you know anywhere that would like to host a podcast for not very much money let us know and you can let us know by emailing hello at sustainababble.fish you can tweet us at the babble wagon uh, you can just search facebook for sustainababble if you want to give us money uh, you can go to patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash sustainababble uh, and that will presumably be siphoned off into Dave's hemp fund very good right oh thank you very much love that's enough for me buggering about good uh, bugger have, off i'm gonna bugger, off. bugger have, off have a lovely couple of months i shall see you in later go whatever later looks go like. no you're dead to me now go and i'm just gonna stop <laughs> <laughs>